0: Welcome to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. The host today is Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of IT Ops Times. Yes, that's right. I'm Dave Rubenstein. Welcome, everyone, to uh, this week's episode of Get With IT, the uh, weekly podcast for IT Ops Times. Today's topic, we're going to be discussing virtualization and how cloud-native development has introduced what many people are seeing as uh, better alternatives to that. Joining me today is Sachin Mullock. He's the Senior Manager for OpenShift Virtualization Product Management at Red Hat. And uh, Sachin, I'd love to hear from you as to what you folks are seeing about uh, uh, virtualization and why you think using it might uh, not still be the way to go. Uh, Hey, David. Nice to talk to you about this subject. So
1: uh, the way to look at virtualization, it's been there like 20, 30 years. Uh, and the concept was when it uh, originated was very cool, right? Everybody had to get a physical server uh, to run their applications. And what uh, virtualization did this was obsoleted the need to dedicate a physical server to each uh, person. You basically can run your virtual machines. And they appear just like a normal server to your applications. And that concepts uh, lasted 20 years, but there's a lot that's been happening in the industry, right? So cloud came in between a lot of the virtual machines uh, could be started in the cloud or on premise. And uh, it made life much easier because you could on demand start your applications. You didn't have to procure hardware. Uh, So that concept started gaining traction. Uh, But from the inherent perspective of how applications were developed, uh, not much was changing. But if you look at uh, what Kubernetes did to the entire application landscape, it has made it so much easier to have your applications uh, be converted into smaller segments and to be launched uh, on demand. And also uh, you can use the concepts of the management that are built into Kubernetes uh, to have a much more rapid development, uh, right from the concept to getting into production and then going back into that development loop. So you have the DevOps principles being applied uh, and what's called cloud native. So that uh, brings in a lot more reliability. Uh, The speed to market has increased Like, uh, even if you think about when uh, the vaccination started, right? So within a few weeks, uh, most of the retail businesses could launch out a way to go to their, uh, like you could go to a CVS or Walmart and have uh, your vaccination done. So the speed to market is no longer measured in terms of years. It's now weeks or months at the most that you want to get new features out. So that's really the concept that took uh, traction in the last few years. But if you look at the landscape of the market, there's probably like still three-fourths of the applications are running what I call like the traditional style. They are in virtual machines Mm -hmm. and they are managed uh, just the way they were managed maybe 20 years back. So the concept uh, is essentially, can you apply the same principles that came with cloud native and not leave these uh, three fourths of your applications behind. And that's where the new ways to still use the same uh, virtual machine technology, but you can start using the operations management, the DevOps lifecycle, the way to uh, quickly provision and reliably provision, not just on day one, but maintain the state of your application on day two by using Kubernetes, by bringing in your virtual machines into Kubernetes. And then over time, if you have applications that can also leverage microservices, you can convert some or all of that into containers. So that's really where the industry is evolving. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't mean VMs, as you know it, are going to go away in one day or two days. Any technology takes a long time. And has a long tail, but as people look at it, if they want to move at the speed at which uh, the industry is moving, uh, they have now very good opportunity to adopt tools that can get
0: them there. Nice. So, what impact, if any, would this have on Java developers who, you know, certainly rely on virtual machines to get their work done?
1: Definitely, whether you have like Java or you just have a Windows VM. Now, uh, the virtual machines are basically using, in the case, say, of uh, Linux, they use uh, KVM technology. A lot of the cloud stacks are built on top of that, so they don't need to really change the application on day one. Now, they can just bring those Java uh, VMs into a technology which supports running that along with containers and Kubernetes. Uh, but what they can do then, like if you have like a three-tier application, you could take uh, some parts of it and you can start modernizing it into containers. So if say you have a database, a middleware tier, and you have a front end, right? So you could take your front end and start converting into containers or microservices. Uh, your database admin. Uh, rightly so, maybe very conservative and say, I don't want to touch this thing, let it run the way it runs. So it opens you to new ways to modernize and uh, take your application and get it into uh, maybe uh, some tiers in containers, some in VMs, and they can all coexist and they can all start using the services concept that comes with Kubernetes.
0: Right. I would guess that some of the laggards, for for lack of a better term, or the people who haven't fully adopted the cloud native technologies yet, might be facing a, a bit of a skills gap. They might not have people on staff who are trained in, uh, you know, the newer technologies. Is that something organizations are going to need to really, you know, focus in and invest in to get uh, get their teams up to speed on this? Yeah. So
1: if you look at uh, anything new. There's always the most difficult thing about adopting something new is the fear of the new stuff. Like, basically, uh, if something's running fine, why change it right? But then the question becomes uh, can you do it in a way that's more controlled? Can you use the skills that you have today? There are certain things that you need to do. You need to start, stop a VM, you need to have live migration you need to do snapshots, Uh, you may have uh, ways to create uh, these VMs from templates. So all of those things still exist and those are the skills people have developed over several years and they're valued for it in the organization. And what they can do is adopt a product that gives them an easy way to look at the VMs just like they would do in their uh, legacy technology. But then when they're ready, they could actually start uh, putting these VMs into GitOps, for instance, they could have a a resource file, uh, just like they create for their containers, they could do it the same way for their virtual machines and then use uh, concepts like uh, GitOps and uh, combined with Tekton and Argo CD uh, to have a whole CI CD pipeline But the definitions can be there for the VMs, their containers, their applications. So all that is uh, new stuff. They -hmm. don't have to learn it day one. They can just bring in the VMs, use it exactly like they did, and then start adding in the newer stuff, which gives them the speed that we were talking about. Of course, uh, there will be some concepts like things which were built over 30 years uh, some features may not make sense in the new world, so those may not exist in the newer products. It's just like when the cloud came, right? Uh, people didn't go and say, oh, my virtual machines that run on this uh, platform have a thousand one features. Does uh, the cloud give me all thousand one? They had so much compelling reasons to start using cloud in terms of the speed and automation. Uh, and being able to on-demand provision, that they were willing to forego a few of those features. And then they realize they may not even need it. So it's the same thing. Like as new technology comes in, uh, there may be like a thousand different features created over time. But when you create it in the new world, you have to look at it, what makes sense. And uh, it's also about all the new additional features you get uh, the combination of what's coming over from a legacy technology, along with all the new stuff. Uh, so, for instance, in Kubernetes, like they're like, uh, if you look at the CNCF ecosystem, they're like 200 odd projects that are innovating. So, you have concepts like Prometheus, Service Mesh. Uh, you can have uh, storage provisioning coming through any kind of storage through the CSI provider. Uh, there's software defined networking being created. Uh, so there's so much more innovation that you start getting for your virtual machines, which is not even possible in today's world. So mm-hmm. that's really the good part about uh, moving to some of this new stuff.
0: Well, that certainly seems to uh, seems to make sense. Uh, again, like I had said, I was at KubeCon uh, earlier this year. I was just at the Gartner Infrastructure um, Conference uh, in Las Vegas last week. And uh, and I was hearing this over and over again, that people were were uh, defining uh, uh, virtual machines as uh, all of a sudden uh, legacy technology. And what about what what would be the disadvantages for organizations to decide, you know what, this has been working for us. It's working great. You know, I don't see why we should you know, make this kind of a move. So what would you say to companies like that?
1: Yeah, I would actually put myself in their shoes and agree with them that they should not uh, just make a decision based on technology. They should actually look at their workloads and see what will benefit from moving fast. Where is the business uh, going? What are the things that need to take advantage? And are you on a journey towards cloud native, for instance, and if it's taking too long to achieve that, now, maybe containerizing everything, maybe a five-year journey, you can accelerate that by bringing in some of the work- workloads, just like VMs. So don't do, uh, uh, let's take everything and change it on day one, right? It takes time to familiarize yourself with technology to get uh, into that. So take takes now one workload, two workloads, uh, start playing with it in this new world, Uh, Make sure uh, you're familiar with it. And in a lot of cases, once you get there, you may decide everything needs to move or you may decide like, hey, these are my seven applications that I really want on a fast pace and I'm going to bring them in. These other ones, I really don't care about them. They may uh, last their lifetime and then just uh, run out their life cycle on the previous technology. Mm -hmm. So every organization has a different level of appetite for change in a certain year. Mm -hmm. So look at that and uh, start down this journey. The main thing is to take the first step. Like if you never take the first step, then you don't get to the second
0: one. Right. Right. So are you seeing anything from the um, current virtualization vendors to Help people move in in that direction. They're not they're not opposed to that. I don't think they're fighting it. But uh, are you seeing steps being taken in in that market to kind of migrate people in that direction?
1: Uh, yeah. So I think there are different vendors in uh, various stages of adoption. So again, we have this upstream project called Q-Wert, uh, which is getting adopted by a lot of new UH age vendors. If you look at uh, Qvert. We have a very strong ecosystem of partnerships. So uh, Google's in there. Uh, you have other uh, people in there, newer companies in there. And then there's a lot of customers who are either on the upstream or, which uh, say, I work at Red Hat. We have a lot of customers on this new technology. So it's definitely happening. Uh, there are forces uh, in the market right now which are accelerating people looking at newer technologies. Uh, Cloud's getting adopted a lot, cloud native's getting adopted. so people want to see where where should they go. This is an opportunity to look at your next 20 years and look at a future-proof platform that
0: you can get into. All right. Uh, Thank you, Sachin Mullick, Senior Manager for OpenShift Virtualization Product Management at Red Hat. Uh, Great discussion on virtualization. I'd like to thank our growing uh, list of listeners to the uh, new Get With IT podcast from IT Ops Times. Thank you all for joining us, and until next time, once again, I'm Dave Rubenstein, editor in chief of IT Ops Times. So long for now.